Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So today we're going to talk about living in a digital world. How can we simplify when things are getting more and more complicated in this world digitally all the time? This is a topic that is always near and dear to my heart. I've addressed it before and today I sort of want to revisit this topic um, and just talk about our friendships, our relationships, our lives that are basically being trans, um, I don't want to say transformed, but being changed into these um, digital relationships that are often difficult to navigate. And, you know, people don't want to meet in person anymore. What happened to front porch sitting and, and you know, real life? So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how we can Uh, you know, keep that mindset of living simply, focusing on what matters most and not getting caught up in the digital world. So before we start, I want to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian publishing company. They have lots of homeschooling curriculum. Right now they have great sales. If you are looking for curriculum for your upcoming homeschool year, please go visit Apologia at Apologia.com. We have used their products since the beginning of time, since we started homeschooling. And uh, we are always, always pleased with what they have to offer, biblically based and sound and just really good resources. So go check them out at Apologia.com. So today, like I said, I wanted to talk about how do we keep this mindset of living simple when I feel like Uh, the online world is complicating things more and more every single day. And what was supposed to make our lives easier, I think, you know, technology and online has often added a whole new level of complication and a whole new level of distraction. Yes, who else gets distracted by the online world? I'm raising my hand, right? I mean, We have enough distractions in our lives, and then when you throw in social media, the social media scroll, uh, you know, and all this other um, noise, digital noise, it adds a whole new layer of complication. And when we're trying to live simply and we're trying to weed out the distractions and we're trying to keep our focus on the real things that matter most, it can be a struggle. I know it's a struggle for me and I know it's a struggle for many of you because often you guys write me messages or emails or comments and tell me that you struggle as well. This is something that I've also addressed, I feel like, for many years, but I also see like it is getting worse and worse because there's just so much more noise in our world, in the digital world. So how do we uh, lose? (laughs) How do we live simply in a more complicated and digital world? Let's talk about that. You know, for me, as I talk about on every episode here and, you know, in everything I do, living simply is not merely about getting rid of clutter. It is not about the stuff. It is about the heart. And as I always say, I believe the remedy for the clutter and the chaos in our world is 
always Jesus, because truly, the more we think about him, the more we focus on him, the more we focus on the truth of God's word, the easier it is to live more simply because our hearts are turned to the right place. Our hearts aren't turned to what the internet is saying. Our hearts aren't turned to, you know, um, the material things of this world. Our hearts are turned toward him. And then when we do that and we fill ourselves up on him, it's easier to sort of weed out the distractions that are physical clutter and mental clutter in our lives. And I would say most of our mental clutter these days comes from the digital world. You know, our world has been made so much smaller because of the digital world, which I think is wonderful. I can connect with people on every continent with this podcast, with the exception of Antarctica, because the penguins out there don't listen to podcasts. But truly, I can connect with people around the world that say 50 years ago, I would not have been able to connect with, right, through this medium, through this way of um, of modern, you know, technology. So I am grateful for it. And as I always say, I will use the little voice God has given me in the digital world for good to glorify him and to point to him. My mission at Simply Living for him is to simply point to Jesus. And so, you know, technology can certainly help me do that in new and creative ways. And I am thankful for that. However, with that, of course, comes um, lots of other things that can um, distract us. So, Let's just like try to tackle this topic, you know. So if we, let's just remember first things first, that if we want to live more simply, if we want to um, have that mindset, like I said, living simply here at Simply Living for Com- Simply Living for Him is not about uh, an organizational method or a system. I'm not here to teach you how to live simply. I'm simply here to teach you that if you focus on Jesus, You can simplify your life because you are focusing on the main thing. The main thing is Jesus. And the more we focus on him, the less we desire to fill up on stuff. The more we focus on God's word, this is going to be key to living in this digital world. The more we focus on God's word, this is the one thing I want you to write down. If you ever take notes, write this one down. If you focus on God's word, you are not going to focus so much on what the world has to say. And when you go online or you're living in this digital world, then you are able to filter out all the noise, all those voices that are telling you, live this way, do this thing, have your house look like this, have your homeschool look like this, your kids should look like this, you should do this. In every aspect of our lives, we are being bombarded digitally. And so when you are filling up your mind, the truth of God's word, you automatically can weed out all the noise of the digital world. I often talk about it like this. I say, um, in our in our society, you know, we, we live in a first world country here. We have the option to snack all day long because we have all kinds of food available to us all day long, right? And so I know for me, if I were given uh, the option and I caved into my flesh and you put a bag of Doritos in front of me, I'm going to eat the whole thing. And so, you know, I 
just love Doritos. I don't buy them anymore because if I buy them, I'll eat them all. And what happens is while I'm eating them and, you know, we kind of graze as Americans. We graze and we can graze on junk all day long because it's there. So if you put Doritos in front of me, I'm going to graze on them and I'm going to eat them and eat them because why? It feels good, the first few ones. Ooh, those yummy, yummy, you know, cheesy things. I know there's people out there, you, my health people, you're listening and you're like, you are gross. Well, <laughs> I love, you know, Doritos. So I will just sit there and start eating them. And it's going to feel good in the beginning. And then they get a little bit addictive. You know, I always look for that cheesiest one. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know there's got to be someone else out there that does that. And so then it gets a little bit addictive, that salty, crunchy, yum, you know. And I'm always like, I'm just going to have a few more and then I'm going to put the bag away and, you know, a few more and a few more and a few more. And quite frankly, left to my own devices, that entire bag would be gone by the end of the day. I'd be grazing on junk that felt good in the beginning, that got a little bit addictive. And then by the end, after I finish that whole bag of Doritos, how do I feel? Terrible. I feel sick. I feel guilty. I feel like I shouldn't have done that. And I really just spilled up on disgusting, not nutritious food that is not healthy for me and in fact can harm me. But it felt good in the beginning. And you know, if I stopped at a few, there would have been no harm. It would have been okay, but I had to keep going and going. Same thing with our digital media, with our social networks, with our online world, right? What starts out as, let me just do a little bit of scrolling, check in on people, see how everybody's doing. Oh, it's wonderful. I see my aunt Tilly. She's posting pictures of her beautiful flower garden. That makes me feel good. And the next thing I know, I'm, you know, looking at my a friend's pictures and the next thing I know I stumbled on this article and people's comments they're arguing it's negative and before I know it I am hours into the scroll it got a little bit addictive I kept saying I'm gonna stop in a minute you know this is the last the last little refresh I'm gonna do on my Facebook or my Instagram and then I'm, I'm gonna move on to you know what I really need to be doing but it feels good to veg out Sometimes it feels good to gossip in your mind a little bit. I don't agree with it. I'm just being real here. We do it. And I have a whole episode on gossip and I have no tolerance for gossip. Yet I know that it's a struggle for many. And you can find that episode in the archives. I will also try to remember to link it in this uh, episode webpage. So, you know, you're, you're going through the scroll. You went from this feels good to see a few cute little things to... I'll stop in a little bit to refresh, refresh, to scroll, scroll, hours have gone by. Now I feel sick by the end of those hours because I've wasted my time. I've wasted the precious time I've had from God to fill my mind with good things. And I went down the path. I've, I've read a lot of negativity. I've read a lot of junk. I've read things that are really, really just junk. You know, how many memes can you laugh at? Um, and, you know, before we know it, we feel like I do after I eat the Doritos. So it's all a matter of self-control. And self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And if we are with God and we are in His Word and we are asking the Spirit to fill us, we are going to be able to practice that self-control because that is a fruit of the Spirit. 
when we are not filled up on him and his word. We are not filled up in the spirit. We are walking in the flesh because it feels good. It's harder to practice that self-control because that doesn't naturally come out of our flesh. That comes out of our spirit. So I want to know what you guys think about that. If you um, like that analogy, I want you to comment and let me know because um, I just think it's important that we look at it in that aspect, um, that we look at it and realize that um, we're filling up on junk. We're filling up on junk. You know, I don't ever go to the Bible and feel like I do when I go on the internet. I read my Bible and I, at least for me, I love God's word. Um, sometimes it takes a discipline to stop what I'm doing and say, you know, it's really time to be in the word because in my flesh, I'm like, I want to do a million other things. And I tell you, it's the complete opposite of that Doritos. I start reading. Sometimes it takes me a little bit to get going. And then there is that addictive quality, at least for me. I love like the cross references or reading different things or just meditating on the fact that these are the words that have been inspired and written by my God. Like the one who created the universe created these words. And so, you know, there's that awe in there. And I'll, 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 Sometimes write out the scripture. I love connecting with the scripture in that way and writing it out. It just brings a whole new um, way for me to sort of slow down and, and really read the words and write them and connect with the words differently. I'll, I'll read commentaries. I'll just sit and pray. I'll just sit and talk to God. And I have never finished reading God's word. And praise the Lord if three hours went by because I was so into it, like I have been on the internet, that I could look and say, I didn't just waste three hours. I just spent three hours in God's word. I would never feel the guilt, the shame, the depression that comes from many of us feel that there's studies done, that being online often causes depression and negative feelings. I don't know anyone who goes into their word and comes out on the other side feeling depressed, anxious, guilty, and, you know, um, shameful or, you know, just worse than when they started. Sometimes I feel convicted and there's a good holy conviction in there, but I do not come out on the other side feeling worse off. I'm never going to say, wow, I just wasted time this afternoon being in God's word. So when we look at it that way and we realize the online world can fill us up on junk. And like I said, I really um, see such a benefit and, and a good thing to having an online connection, you know, with my ministry and with friends. How else would I know what my friends were doing, you know, from high school now? It's like crazy when you think back to it. You know, back in the day, we had high school reunions because no one saw each other for 20 years. Now you see what they're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and what their kids are doing. And, you know, <laughs> so it's kind of crazy when you think about it, right? Um, so really looking at it, though, in that aspect of what am I filling my mind with? Philippians 4.8 says it gives you the guidelines there to fill your mind with, I'm going to paraphrase, things that are lovely and good and excellent and praiseworthy. Think on these things. Go look up that verse. Go write it out. Go, go place it on your phone or your computer on your lock screen so it'll remind you, you know, to filter out 
everything you're putting in. Do the things that I put in my mind meet these qualifications that God tells me to think on? And so again, when we're, when we're putting Bible first and we're filled up with him first, it changes the way we think it transforms our minds. It says that in the Bible as well. Our minds are renewed. We are transformed from the inside out and maybe we won't quite crave the junk. Did you ever go on one of those really healthy diets and you've just been filling up on really good nutritious food? And, you know, say you make like one of those wonderful green smoothies for breakfast and everything like that. Now, so they say, because I don't really do this where I go and like eat, you know, these whole 30 for 30 days or something like that. But so they say, if you are really filling up on the good stuff, in the end, you start to crave the bad stuff less. You don't crave the sugar because after you've been eating that healthy, when you do go and eat something junky, it really doesn't taste good. Because your body has been now used to the good stuff that nourishes us. Same thing with those Doritos. Those Doritos don't even provide any nourishment for me. But if I were to have like a green smoothie instead, I'm going to feel good because that is providing the nourishment that God really intended for my body. Not that fake man-made cheesy stuff in the Doritos. Same thing. The Bible is the nourishment that God has provided for our soul. But yet we're going to like the internet trying to nourish us on the inside. And it's junk. It's like those cheesy Doritos. It's man-made junk. And, you know, it doesn't make us feel good and it doesn't nourish us. Now, let me back that up to say, as someone who works online, I don't want to say that everything out there is junk because I certainly hope that the things I put out there at Simply Living for Him are not junk, you know, and um, that I try to only um, publish things, post things, or whatever that I feel would be encouraging or edifying and glorifying to God. So again, when you are in your word and you're sticking close to God, you are able to filter out a lot of that junk online. And, you know, face it, there's so much negativity so much negativity online that it really affects our thinking. We can say it doesn't, but I know for myself, I can't read articles half the time, especially if they have a lot of comments where people are arguing because it makes me sad. Like, what has happened to people? What has happened to people that they can um, talk this way to each other? You know, that we can't disagree on anything anymore without it becoming this, like, meme war. there's just so much negativity because we hide behind screens. And so that's another aspect I wanted to talk about uh, in this episode is, so we just talked about how to kind of discern the junk and discern the good stuff that we put into our minds. So it really starts with that. Living simply, focusing on God in a digital world really starts with, uh, hey, hello, it's obvious, focusing on God, you know, focusing on being in your word. Because through your word is where you set your mind on things above and where you allow the spirit to transform you. Your mind is renewed and you don't crave the junk anymore. And it helps you to discern when you are online, because I am not saying we all have to go offline and like, you know, go backwards because this is the world we live in. I don't believe believe tomorrow Google's going to fold up and be like, you know what? The internet isn't working. We're going to close down the internet and there's no more internet. That's not going to happen. We've got to learn 
how to deal with this online digital world. It's not going anywhere. The solution isn't, well, I just can't have social media. The solution is self-control. The solution is getting your word. The solution is be close to God. And then you will have the proper mindset and tools to live in the digital world and to use it properly to discern everything you see. So that's really the first step is getting with God, being with God, sticking close to him. As I always say, Matthew 6, 33, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and letting everything else um, fall into place, right? So seeking after him first and then using digital media as a way to, uh, you know, connect with friends is wonderful. Like I said, there's people you can connect with that you otherwise wouldn't. Um, It's a wonderful way to share the truth of God if you're doing it in a God-honoring way or not doing it in an argumentative way that's no one's going to be saved because you posted a meme about how great you know God is and how bad those people are out there <laughs> right so we have to be really careful about that but then I want to talk about like so how do we handle how our relationships have changed because of a digital world and I see this so much and sometimes it really makes me sad And for myself, I'm talking to myself in this as well. I can be rather introverted, which I know seems kind of strange since I go and speak at conferences, I have a podcast, I do live videos, I share my heart often on, you know, in writing, that medium. But I can be an introvert. So like when I go to a conference and I speak, I love it while I'm there, but I, I'm the type of person that comes home and needs like two days of solitude in my room because it's, it's a lot for me. So, um, I can be very introvert. I can, I can go to that introverted side. When you, if you saw me at a conference though, you would not think that about me. But, um, anyway, so for, for me, I find it much easier. And I know there's so many out there because I talk about this with people in real life all the time that would prefer to text or email, which no one even emails anymore. It's always texting or messaging or whatever, instead of a phone call, right? And those things are one thing, like, we'll deal with that. But then I'm finding that people don't even want to get together in real life anymore. Everybody's too busy. It's too hard to find the time you know, I'll text you tomorrow or, you know, why get together? I see, I I don't need to get together with somebody and catch up. I see what they're doing online. I see more than I ever knew about them because I can see on Facebook and Instagram or whatever else. Our relationships are changing and I don't know always that it's for the better. Now I have met so many people because of my online presence. I have made amazing friends because of my online presence that I would not have made otherwise because they're all over the country. I have um, developed relationships that I wouldn't have and I'm able to communicate with friends all over the country at any minute or all over the world really at any minute if I wanted to via a quick text because maybe I don't want to call that person at that moment because you know they're busy I'm busy but I can send a text. I love texting for in the middle of the day when I am down and out and I need prayer, you know, back in the old days, I don't know that I would have picked up the phone and said, could you pray for me right now? But isn't it so easy to send a text to a friend and be like, look, right now, I just need prayer. So that's a wonderful thing. But I'm afraid sometimes it's replacing, it's replacing the 
in-person relationships, which we need, we need so bad. And there's a lot of complications that come out of our digital media because, as we all know, you can't hear somebody in a text or an email. Um, you put your own, you know, um, tone as you're reading it. And like, like, it's so funny because Steve will read me a text or yeah, he'll read me a text he got from somebody and he'll read it with this expression. I'm like, are you sure they said it that way? How do you know that's the way they meant it? You know, I mean, you could say anything like, um, Hey, how are you? And the person answers, well, I'm sorry. No, they could just say, well, I've been too busy to write you back. They could really have said, I'm too busy to write you back. <laughs> you know, you, you read it sometimes as like they're yelling or what, and I'm just using a silly example, but you know, you, I'm sure you know what I mean. So there's that, that adds a whole nother level of complication. I mean, forgive me half the time autocorrect, right? Or I typo and make typos. So Lord knows the other person on the other end is getting a very skewed sometimes message of what I really meant to say. Oh my goodness. Sometimes that autocorrect really can mess up a relationship. <laughs> you can say things and the autocorrect completely changes it and you don't realize it. Oh my goodness. If you don't realize it, I like double check my text all the time, send and then realize I made a mistake and I still have to double check. So I like triple quadruple check and all this. So wouldn't it have been easier just to make a phone call. And even with the phone calls, it's still always better to be in person because in person, you can look someone in the eyes. You can really see how they're feeling. You know, the eyes are the window to the soul. You can really, really understand if somebody's on the phone and they go, I'm fine. Or if you're in person and they go, I'm fine. You know when you're looking in their eyes if they're fine or not. You see their body language. So there's a whole nother level with getting together in real life. Listen, folks, no matter how inconvenient it is, we need to be purposeful to make these connections in real life. I'm, I'm talking to myself here because I get it. I know I can be very introverted. It's so much easier. Let's just talk over text. Um, what I've learned as, as a um, trying to do ministry um, um, and uh, doing events, you know, I love going and speaking at events. And most of the time I go and speak at large events that are planned already that I've been invited to. In the past, I have tried to do my own events. I have really wanted to do my own events. In fact, we had this whole no filter event that we were in the works planning, uh, simply living for him, no filter. And that was all about this topic, getting women to connect in real life. Well, wouldn't you believe the reason I haven't done it yet is because it's really hard to get people to do it. So the funny thing is I want to do these no filter events where we talk about, you know, um, being real with each other, connecting with each other, uh, not just being like Christian in name only, but we want to talk about the nitty gritty, like really walking the walk as sisters in Christ, as Christians together, being real, taking off the masks, taking off the filters, connecting in real life, all that good stuff. And you know what the response is a lot? Well, will this be available online? Like, I just want to watch it online. I don't want to spend a Saturday coming out to learn about this. So that's the conundrum. That's a conundrum for me. As somebody who speaks about Living simply, focusing on, you know, relationships, focusing on God, focusing on the things that matter most, being real with each other, all that stuff that kind of is the overarching theme of most of what I do. And folks want the information delivered digitally. So it's, it's hard. Like, it's a conundrum for me. Like, how do I minister to people about 
uh, focusing on what matters most when, you know, a lot of people want it delivered digitally. So putting together events is often discouraging. You know, I've had events where it's like, we're going to, you know, have, well, we want to have like so many people and all hundred people are interested and you're lucky you get 10 that actually will show up and commit. And so people are busy, you know, people, that's another issue. That's a whole nother topic on a whole nother podcast. I have episodes about that, about being busy already, but it's a whole nother topic. But when we put God first, we put um, people first, we will naturally not desire the digital connection as much. We will desire to be with people in real life. We will desire to look in someone's eyes. Like one of the things I've really been um, praying about lately and really been on my heart is like, I want to be more purposeful to connect with people. Like, you know, at church, a lot of times, at least for me, I'm not saying for everyone, it's very easy to just stick with your, your peeps. And I have a teeny tiny church anyway, so it's not like we're in this big, huge place. But, you know, it's easier to sort of on Sunday morning fellowship, you're kind of talking with your peeps and I want to, like Steve and I talked about this the other day so much, like why are we not making more of an effort to go over to the new young families that used to be us, you know, that we were so welcomed. I mean, and Steve is really actually good. He is not an introvert. He is the one that will go and introduce himself to an aunt on the, I'm talking about aunt bug, <laughs> not the person, uh, you know, on the sidewalk. He will go introduce himself to everyone, anyone, make people feel welcome. He's really good at that. For me, it doesn't come as natural. I have to work a little harder. And so, but we were talking about that, like, just talking to people. I don't need to tell them about me. I just want to hear about them. I want to look in their eyes. I want to... I just want to really get to know people and hear their story and pray with them if they need to and just listen, right? Like just be a listener. And so I don't think we do that much anymore. I think the social media has made us all talkers. Uh, we don't listen as much and we all have, we all have so much to say in our, our opinions all over the place, but we're not listening. That's really the problem with social media too. I talked about this. This is a whole other topic. We'll have to save this one for another episode um, about the uh, scrolling. We don't even read books anymore, right? We scroll through everything. We scroll, we scroll, we just uh, skim, I should say. We skim everything. Everything is quick, 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 quick. Relationships aren't quick. They require time. They require effort. They require getting to know people. They require a lot of listening. A lot of listening, putting other people first. Digital media is not encouraging that in relationships. It's encouraging, say what you want in your comment, hide behind your screen. And there's no need to develop like real in the flesh relationships, eye to eye, hand to hand. And so how do we remedy this problem? I can't remedy this problem in a 30 minute podcast episode. I can point you to Jesus. The more you seek him, the more you, uh, learn about his truth in God's word, the more you fill up on God's word, you're going to love people. You're going to want to get to know people. You're going to want to spend time with people in real life, not just online. You're going to not want to hear what social media has to say. You're going to want to hear what God has to say. You're going to carry out your end of relationships according to what God's word says. And so, I mean, that's the short of it. If you want to remedy this problem, as always, get in the word, get with God, follow after his truth, 
He has the answer to how we handle relationships. You know, digital media has brought into um, our lives just like a whole nother layer of complication. So we need him more than ever to drown out that noise. Um, you know, so many people struggle with different things already. When you add into the Instagram photos, the Instagram posts, you know, Facebook articles, the commenting, the negativity, it's hard. It's hard. So I want to encourage you. If any of this rings, you know, any sort of truth in you, this week make it purposeful that you're going to close the computer. You're going to invite a friend over, not like, oh, yeah, I'm just busy, so I'll just text you tomorrow. No, invite them over. Don't worry about the house if it's clean. No one cares. Invite them over for a cup of coffee. If you don't want to have them over your house, hey, let's meet at the park. Connect with people. Connect with people your brothers and sisters in Christ, right? We were not made for relationship online. I think there is definitely a place for it. And I'm grateful that I can connect with people that way. But it is not the only way. And don't let it replace the best way. The best way is always, always in person. Um, I've been trying to think a lot about Simple Living for him. Like, you know, what is, what, what is the best way to reach people with my messages? You know, I love that I get messages from people and they're like, oh my goodness, I listen to your podcast, you know, while I'm driving the car, while I'm cleaning, whatever. It's so encouraging. Um, I would say that over the past five years or so since I've been, I mean, I've been speaking, I don't know, eight years at least now, but I would say over the past couple, maybe four to five, I have seen a huge shift, definitely in the past two years, a huge shift. It used to be when I met people, either, oh, I don't, I never heard of you before, <laughs> and now you're at this convention, and I'm glad to have heard you. Uh, then it was a lot, I've read your book, and you know I wanted to come hear you speak because I read your book. Most people now, when they come hear me speak, they say, I listen to your podcast. So I get that the mediums are changing out there with how people find information and how they are encouraged. And so I always say, like to Steve, I, I have such a desire to do these I want to do more retreats. I want to do more in-person events. I have a lovely church in my area that I could use as often as I would like to do events. But it's scary because you, you talk them up and you invite people and, and people don't want to come. They don't want to commit to a real life event. They want it online. And so, you know, I've said to Steve, do I just stick with writing books? Do I just stick with podcasting? Because I, I definitely, I am announcing this. I am going to write a new book. I know I've said this for years, but this is actually going to happen. So you'll hear more about that um, in, in the next upcoming months. But, you know, it's like, how do I reach people? And I've prayed and I've asked God. And, and you know, one of the things I thought of is people are finding the podcast so often. Maybe I do shorter ones, but more often. Like maybe I do them every you know, Monday and Friday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and just short ones. I'm not sure. So anyway, that's a little aside. I would love to hear your opinion on that though, because I want to reach you in the best way possible. Um, and so if you could write me a message after you hear this and let me know in-person events, books, podcasts, I mean, no one reads blogs anymore. That's how I started was with a blog. No one seems to read blogs anymore, but I still blog here and there. But, um, it's important for me to know the best way to reach people. My number one desire would be to do more in-person events, but it's a lot of work for people to really not um, um, 
want to invest in the time to come. So, you know, I don't know if we'll do the no filter event at this point where we're still in the works with that. I have the whole thing planned out. It's just a matter of, you know, doing it. And so I think it's just a sign of our times. You know, we are so connected digitally and we got comfortable with that, that it's become uncomfortable to step out of our homes and to meet um, in real life and do things. So I'm going to encourage you this week to close your computer, to turn off your phone and, and you have to turn it off. I know if your kids are out there driving like mine are, you need it on, but I have my notifications turned off. So I don't need to see the little red line that, you know, little red numbers that I have notifications. I'll check them on my time. And so, um, I would love to hear what, you know, what you think about that. And I would love for you to go out there and be uncomfortable if, it, if, if you have to a little bit and say, Hey, I want to, you know, meet up, let's meet up, you know, get together with a friend. Let's use digital media, like for what it's worth, but let's not let it replace our real life relationships. And I would encourage you to set boundaries. It's summertime, get outside, set boundaries on that phone and on the internet. Say, I'm only going to check in the morning, you know, before my, not before your Bible. Hello, Bible first. And I'm going to check in the morning though, before I do anything, or I'm just going to check at night after the kids have gone to bed. Trust me, there's nothing like groundbreaking that you will miss if you are not on your phone during the day. So um, I just encourage you, let's get back to real life. Let's get offline and get in real life. There's certainly a place for online and it's important and it's helpful. And quite frankly, I don't have TV. So that's how I get my news, um, which isn't, I know the news. Bleh. <laughs> so let me hear what you think and please take me up on this challenge. And if you do it, let me know how it goes. Um, just get together, connect. I always, always, always am so refreshed and recharged after being with people in real life. It's just getting there sometimes that's hard for me. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like going to this thing, you know, and then after it's over, I'm like, that was so wonderful, you know, and I just, you know, people give me uh, just such encouragement and refreshment. And um, I think that's what we're made for, you know, for each other. Iron sharpens iron. We are made for relationships. So don't listen to your own sometimes fleshy self that says, eh, you know, it's easier just to text my friend than to invite them over. Just invite them over and see how it goes. And um, I guarantee you in the end, you're going to be so glad that you did. And uh, I think, like I said, also another aspect of us wanting to just connect digitally is because we're so busy. That's a whole nother topic. See, I could probably do this three times a week because I got a lot of topics. <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, I want to do what's best for you guys. Would you listen if I did more short little ones during the week podcasts? Um, would you rather have live videos? Would you rather have, you know, regular videos? Videos are hard for me because we don't have good Wi-Fi. So it's hard for me to like record videos and upload them to YouTube because it will take literally all day to upload like a two minute video because we live out in the country and our Wi-Fi stinks. So anyway. Um, these are just things on my mind today, and I would love to hear what you think. So let me know wherever you're seeing this podcast. I always say seeing, listening to this podcast. You want to comment on the blog post, on the uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, wherever you're listening. If you could rate and review this podcast, if it blessed you in any way, that would be great because that just helps more people to hear the message, gets it out there. Um, I also want to tell you the Bible based homeschooling e course is still available, and that e course is um, 
right now it's at simplylivingforhim.thinkific.com it's um, lifetime access to my videos that talk about how we use the Bible as our main textbook in our homeschool for one year we taught our most of our subjects from the Bible and it also not only uh, tells you how we did that but encourages you to keep the Bible as the firm foundation of your family there is nothing that has been more important in my family than to have built our family on the truth of God's Word and have made Bible a priority and now that we've graduated our daughter and she's going off to Bible college in the fall, which I'm thrilled about, I am celebrating by anyone who purchases that e-course can get um, a digital bundle of my three best-selling homeschool books, Real Homeschool, Called Home, and Simply Homeschool. All you have to do after you order the e-course um, is just send me an email and let me know that you want the books and I will send you the link with the digital bundle of books. So thank you for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.